0: You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, evening, night, Uh, just whenever on earth you listen to Locked on Spartans, folks, that's right, this is Locked on Spartans. Today is Monday, September 7th, and if you haven't found out by now, yes, this is me, Matt Sheehan. Uh, No Will Hunter today. However, we got some good news for you. Just because Will Hunter's brain has left the pod doesn't mean we are going completely brainless here for the whole episode We are going to be graciously joined by David Klein of Spartan Hoops to drop his excellent knowledge on what's going on with the program inside the Big Ten and all that jazz here for the whole show, basically. So super pumped up about that. David's awesome. It's the second time on the show, and he always does a fantastic job on here. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. And why, why waste any more time? Why waste any more time? Let's just jump right into our interview with David Klein. All right. All right. I am now joined by friend of the program. This is his second time on the show, and I'm super fired up for it. one of my favorite people of all time on Spartan Twitter and just life in general. It's at Wander Spartan. It's my guy, DK. It's David Klein of Spartanhoops.com. David, how on earth are you today, man? I'm fantastic.
1: I like the friend of the podcast tag. I was going to ask oh. you if I now get that. I appreciate it. Excited to speak Spartan hoops at all points and times, but especially with you. So thank you for letting me join.
0: Ah, So flatter, man. Like, what what a guy. What a guy. So, so today, uh, you know, not too long ago, you tweeted out your top 10 or actually top 11 uh, player rankings amongst the Big Ten. And I uh, also want to get into the point guard situation and maybe just riff on Big Ten basketball in general right at the end a little bit. But before we get to any of that, DK, I'm a huge sports memorabilia guy. I'm a huge Michigan State guy. You copped some Xavier Tillman shoes off uh, the player's trunk. Uh, First of all, very jealous. Second of all, congratulations. And uh, third of all, did you have your eyes on those? Uh, basically the entire time when, when they were dropped on playerstrunk.com. I didn't.
1: Um, I wanted a Jersey. Um, I had set so my alarm an end. hour later. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And I saw, I saw after the fact that they were all gone, what they were going for. And so I'm sure my yeah. wife was extremely happy that I <laughs> slid down a level for the shoes.
0: Um, yeah, sure. but I'm,
1: just, I'm refinishing the basement and I really don't have any me- memorabilia started. So this is kind of the first part of the collection I'm going to find a way to somehow mount it uh, as you walk down. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited that XT gets to be kind of the first part of the Spartan Basement Dojo, which I'm uh, in the
0: process of building. So, Of course, man. That's big time. If you ever, like, leave on vacation or anything or, like, need someone to watch the shoes, uh, I'm <laughs> more, more than happy to come by and do a, a shoe share program. Um okay. kind of like uh, a l- lend out art. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly take it off your hands. <laughs>
1: I'm a bigger guy. I'm like six seven, like yeah. two forty five, and these shoes are massive. I mean, absolutely massive. I'm like a size twelve, so uh-huh. I was grace with like reasonable sized feet, but these are eighteen. Gotcha. Like I, if I put them on, it'd be look. It look like you know if I had a kid, and they put on my <laughs> shoes basically. So,
0: <laughs> man. Right. So, how do you want to get the start? You want to start a point guard talk, or you want to start your Big Ten player rankings for for next season? What what way do, do you want to? Go down here. i really You me. produce the show as a guest. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I guess uh, why don't we just start with kind of the Big Ten overview in general? I'm pretty excited, I would yeah, say, for sure. generally for the conference. Um, I think, again, we're going to see a pretty top heavy conference and just top to bottom, it's going to be one of the stronger conferences in the country, again, in my opinion, after last year, where I do think top to bottom it was the best conference in the country. A lot of returning players, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, some boons for the conference in general. Um, Illinois, probably the biggest winner in the draft uh, with both Io and Kofi Coburn coming back. Uh, Luca Garza returns for Iowa, you know, frontlining probably the strongest offensive team in the conference. And just generally, um, top to bottom, there's there's some teams that are going to be really, really good this year. So i um, kind of excited. So I kind of dropped the top 10. Um, you know, always fun to debate. Uh, along that list. Three Michigan State Spartans made it. That probably isn't going to be the case. You know, it'll be hard for three to make the first two teams unless Michigan State somehow like ran away with the conference, which I don't expect to happen. Um, But I do think it was tough for me to kind of play where I think either Joey Hauser or Aaron Henry would kind of fall in that. I do think that Michigan State gets two guys on the first team if all goes as planned. And so all around just It's kind of interesting to look at the conference as a whole. I do think we're going to get basketball. I mean, I guess we should start Mm -hmm. from that point. Um, Mid-September, we're going to have the scheduling kind of come down. So in a a couple weeks here, everything that I've read from everybody who's kind of plugged in seems to me to believe that there clearly is going to be a season. They're going to try to kind of do multiple bubbles where they bring teams in and kind of play either tournament styles or crossing. And it'll be interesting to see how the scheduling shakes out because it's just going to be I think it's going to be a little bit of a free-for-all where you know some of the better teams are going to kind of get to pick and choose the schedule for themselves. And so Michigan State is going to have that opportunity to probably play a lot of great teams um, because of just you know the name recognition and, and the brand recognition for the program.
0: For sure. And before we dig into your top 10 player rankings, uh, allow me to just kind of throw you on the spot right here. And you don't have to answer this if you don't have a clear-cut answer, but do you have like a, a top three teams in the Big Ten right now as it sits now that everything's wrapped up with who's staying and who's going in the draft and whatnot?
1: Yeah, so I did a preseason Big Ten conference rankings. It's on Spartanhoops.com. And kind of the four top teams that I settled that I think are going to be title contenders are Wisconsin. I had that number one. They're just so old. Um, You know, there's nothing super sexy about Wisconsin. But at the end of the day, they're going to be starting probably five seniors. They're going to have five, six seniors in the rotation. For a season that's potentially going to be shortened or um, you know, we might run into some issues where we don't get the full season, the full 30-plus game slate, I think you got to give a lean towards having a little older group of guys, guys that have been in the trenches. And I really like the upside of Micah Potter, who was eligible halfway through the season for Wisconsin. He really kind of changed the dynamic, particularly as a scorer off the bench. I thought he was the best six man in the conference last year. Interesting to see what Greg Gard does. Is he going to be capable of getting both Reavers and uh, Micah Potter on the floor at the same time? I really think optimally that's the best offensive lineup, but Potter had some defensive issues. Wisconsin leans a little bit heavier towards that side of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how Gard plays with that, but I have them at one. Michigan State is at two. I really just think that they have the most talent in the conference um, if you just look on the roster. And and some of the pieces are going to have to come together, but between Watts, Henry, and Hauser, I think that that's the best trio in the conference. If you can get all those guys going, if you can solidify the center spot, which is going to be a very exciting battle throughout the year between Julius Marble and Bingham and uh, my personal favorite, Matty Sissoko. And you kind of just look at all the rest of the positions. There's some depth now. If Langford's able to possibly, you know, get healthy to give you that 40% from three and even 15 minutes a game, that really bolsters some of the depth. So all around, I really like Michigan State's upside long-term, maybe the most of any team in the conference. Illinois is super, super solid as well. We spoke on Io return and Kofi Coburn's. I think that they are going to be in the thick of the title hunt. Um, I really like a couple of the freshmen they're bringing in. Andre Curbelo is an East Coast kid, kind of a point guard. Um, he's gotten some cash comparisons where he kind of has a really good feel for the game, vision, passing. And then they got a kid from Morgan Park uh, just down the road from them. Uh, his name's Adam Miller, and he's going to be kind of a slasher. Um, you know, He's like a high-level four-star kid. So they, they pad it with um, you know, a couple of good incoming freshmen. They got a couple of grad, uh, not grad transfers, I'm sorry, regular transfers that have sat out in the program for a year. They're just missing some shooting. And that's really, you know, yeah. kind of the, the thing for them. If they can figure out a way to hit some threes, they're going to be a really dangerous team. And then the fourth kind of rounding out the top tier, in my opinion, is Iowa. And really, that just comes down to defense. I mean, offensively, yeah, sure. they were top five in the country last season. They're going to be that way again. Bohannon returns from his hip injury. Um, Garza comes back. They're just absolutely loaded on offense. If they can find some semblance of a defense, they're going to be able to kind of push for that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see how that goes. It's, it's been four years running where I believe that he's been 96 or higher in Ken Palm's defensive efficiency. They're just, they've just they been a really bad defensive yeah. team. and So, for me, they've got to figure that side of the ball out or else they might have been a little higher on the list.
0: For sure. No, I can't argue with that top three. I think it's going to be any combination of those three. Maybe, maybe, maybe add in, like, I don't know, who'd another team be? Iowa, perhaps. I don't want to say Michigan, but maybe they could sneak their way in the top three there. But I don't know. I can't argue with that. We will be right back with David Klein of SpartanHoops.com. But first, we need to talk about Built Bar. That's right, the protein bar. The protein bar that is high on taste, high in protein, low on fat, low on calories. It will get you through any workout, any day of yard work, any round of golf, any cross-state trip, anything that you could possibly need a built bar for. Folks, you've heard Will and I talk about them for months. They are fantastic, but you know what's even more fantastic than just a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? It's $10 off your first order. It's $10 off your first order. Now, how do you do that? Well, it's quite simple. It's quite simple. You just got to go to BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com and use promo code on. That's one word, on. That's an L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and bam, $10 off your first order. Order. Now, maybe you got some built bars a few weeks ago and you already used the promo code. Oh, well, shucks, it looks like you're out of luck. Oh, no, you're not, because they reset the promo codes, and now that $10 off your first order on builtbar.com has reset, baby. So go treat yourself to some fantastic built bars. Enhance your workouts, enhance your life, really. Enhance your taste buds, enhance you. Yes, enhance you with built bar. But how about we switch it up and we just start roasting you and incinerating you for your top 10 players? Sure. <laughs> um, love it. <laughs> I, I, I actually couldn't argue too much with your top 10. Um, so I'll, I'll just list it off right here. So number one, Luca Garza. Number two, Ayo Desunmu. Uh, three, Marcus Carr. Four, Rocket Watts. Five, Franz Wagner. Six, Aaron Henry. Seven, Trace Jackson Davis. Eight, uh, Myron Jones. Nine, Joey Hauser. Ten, Kofi Coburn, and uh, you also threw an 11, Isaiah Livers as well. Now, just for the people, just to plug Spartan hoop, Hoops.com, you also did this by Position Group as well on the website, which I thought, once again, you did a good job at. So of that top 10, top 11, I think you got some traction on Twitter with this ranking. What did you get the most flack for, or who were people kind of, I don't know, I guess think that was misranked or, or something like that?
1: Yeah, I would say Marcus Carr probably in that top like, you know, 3. I got some mm-hmm. flack on that one, but here here's my thing with him. Um he okay. had an absolutely I mean, he, he had a really really solid season. They should have made the tournament. Some of that's on Patino who I just think is kind sure. of a, not a great yeah. coach. Um <laughs> Yeah, but I I mean, he ended up, let me give you his stat line just real quick here. 15.4 points per game. He ends up yep. playing – he was an Ironman. I think he he finished eighth in scoring in the conference, second in assists per game, and led all point guards in rebounding in the conference. Um, he also played the most minutes of anyone in the conference. He averaged almost 37 minutes per game. He got to the charity stripe a ton last year. I kind of look yep. at it this way. If you took Marcus Carr, which team would he not start for? And the answer to that is he would start for every single team in the conference, including Michigan mm-hmm. State, including Illinois, including Iowa. So it's really hard for me to say. I mean, he's going to put up the production this year. Um, is Minnesota going to be very good? Probably not. They yeah. <laughs> did just get a uh, grad transfer. I think it's Liam Robbins. I want to say maybe he played in Western. I think he was a, a Michigan kid. He's a gotcha. big man. They were missing that. He's like 6'11". Um, they have another uh, transfer that they're trying to get eligible. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's a uh, golf botch from utah he's kind of a longer lankier wing if he's able to get eligible i think maybe minnesota could be in that kind of fringe tournament tier team um obviously again it comes down to some of the coaching and and if you have a first round pick in oturu and you have marcus carr and some of the other pieces they had last year and you don't make the tournament what is going to happen this year that remains to be seen but i caught a little flack for
0: that one um it makes I sense said. though. Like I, I think I was the same way. Like Marcus Carr seems a little bit high, but now that you just lay that all out, like that, that is tough to argue against him not being a top three guy in the conference. So very well said. I mean, you, you do have the the stats and everything to back it up for sure, no doubt. Yeah. And you know, some some people gave me flack for the Watts versus the Wagner thing.
1: Henry's kind of all grouped in there. Um, some sure. of that's just based on projection. I'm I'm super high on both Watts and Wagner coming into the season. Um, you know, <laughs> I guess you know, we don't want to dip quite into this yet because you, you wanted to ask me some questions about the point guard spot. I don't see any other way for Watts not starting at point guard, even despite the fact that has kind of been a little bit tight-lipped about how that's going to be shaken out. Um, but he's going to play the most important position on the top three team. Um, he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. The usage rate for him is going to only increase with Winston and Tillman going. So for me, he's got to be up there. He's a big shot maker. Last year, you know, towards the end stretch of the season, he had so many games where just, you know, shifting momentum moments, he stepped up and hit a big shot. And I think that he's really a gamer. He plays with that edge. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that he's just going to take the conference by storm. So I'm really excited to see him. You know, uh, Franz Wagner is within that same category for me. I think he ends up leading Michigan in scoring this year. I know some people, you know, some of the Michigan fans are saying, oh, we should have had livers switch with that. For me, Wagner is just so so much more of a versatile offensive option, the ability to get all the way to the rim and finish from the perimeter. That's just not something that really Livers has had. Um, He's capable of kind of taking that pump fake and taking a dribble in and, and creating for himself off a dribble or two in the mid range, but he's not a guy that's ever really gotten all the way to the rim from the perimeter. And so now when you have completely lost all the ball creation, when Simpsons left, it remains to be seen what Mike Smith's going to be able to give you transferring from Columbia and Ivy league. He was kind of a high volume shooter score guy. You know, he's five ten. 10. It's really hard to make that transfer to the big 10 and, and carry over some type of that consistent production. So what does he give you? Are they going to kind of moonlight that point guard spot with Brooks? That remains to be seen. I just don't think that there's a ton of creation on the roster. I think Bogner's going to have to give it to him. So Um, He's probably going to be up there in, you know, rebounding for the team. Uh, He shot, I want to say the last five or six games of the season, he shot closer to 40% than what his 30, I think 31% or so um, Mm -hmm. from deep was in the season finish. So I think that that wrist fracture had an impact on that. I think he's going to shoot, you know, high 30s from deep. And he's just going to be an all-around you know, offensive weapon for them. So some of that, obviously, is some projection for both Watts and Wagner, But I feel pretty comfortable that they're going to be in that mix for the first or second team in the Big Ten this year.
0: And speaking of high 30s and low 40s percent shooting here, I've I've, I've got a take. I, I just want to loft out there and, and see what uh, you're going to do with it. I think I would have switched uh, just Spartan on Spartan crime here, if you'll allow me. I think I would have switched okay. Aaron Henry and Joey Hauser. I think I would have slid Hauser at six and Henry at nine. Now, obviously there's a lot of mystery behind Hauser cause well, he didn't play last year. Uh, that's going to be tough to project how he's going to do, but yeah, I, that, that's just a guy that would, yeah. I mean, you, you know, the, the stats obviously as good as anyone, six foot nine. I mean, shot low 40% uh, and Marquette from behind the arc, I think, and everything I've heard too, read, heard whether it be on the record or off the record, I, this kid's going to be a rock star, I think. And so that's why I think I would slide him up to like six and then even bounce Aaron Henry back at nine, perhaps what, now, what does DK have to say about that spicy take right there? Okay, I, I don't
1: mind it. I think it was <laughs> okay, I'll think don't mind it. All right, <laughs> yeah. it was tough for me to make the decision on kind of where I thought it was going to shake out, and the reason why I have Henry higher is for the fact that I think that he's going to be the best two-way player in the conference next year. Okay, um, he can guard one through three. Um, I think that you're going to see him play a lot more point forward where we try to get Watts off the ball and he's initiating some of the offense. I think that, you know, his assists per game, he may lead the team in it. I think that that's a strong possibility um, depending on how much Watts is on the ball. I think that, um, you know, he's going to rebound. He's going to just do a little bit of everything. So for me, he's kind of a Jack of all trades and I know maybe his points per game, I would lean towards Hauser being the second leading scorer for this team. I think we are going to see some of the offense run through him. When I was digging into uh, the synergy numbers for him, which kind of break it down per like all the spots, um, as well as the Bart Torvik, only 21.2% of his shots at the rim and 32.1% of his other two field goals were assisted his first year. And what that number means is he's capable of generating his own shot at uh, both the mid-range and the post level. And that's really rare for a big man. Most of the time, those numbers are probably closer to 60 to 70%. If he would have been on this last year's roster, it would have put him second lowest at the rim, the assist percentage behind only Winston, and third lowest behind Winston Watts. So it's almost like guard-type numbers, his ability to create for himself off the bounce. Given that he's 6'9", given that he shoots 40% from three, um, I think that he's going to be up there in the rebounding category because the center spot is going to be patched together, much like the power forward spot was last year, where we're going to see a rotation of probably, you know, three or four guys to start the season. And hopefully we kind of tighten that down into a two man rotation towards the end of the year. It wouldn't surprise me if Hauser was the second leading scorer, maybe the first leading rebounder for the for the team, because I think he's going to play 30 plus minutes a night. So I don't really have much of an issue if you wanted to slide him up. I just would lean towards Henry um, because he's got a little bit more of defensive versatility, and I think he gives you a little bit more on that side of the ball. That's the only reason why I had him slid up, but um, I I think that that's probably pretty fair one way or the other. Those two guys are really going to be kind of the pieces alongside Watts that if you can get all three of those guys going at once – um, Look out, I mean, They're yeah. just going to be so dangerous, just so dangerous, particularly on the offensive side of the ball.
0: All right. Back to our conversation with David Klein. I, I, of course, I got to start picking your brain about this point guard situation. And I don't even know if I have a specific question. It's just the most broad question possible. Like how on earth do you see this thing shaken out? For, yeah. for Michigan State? I'm sorry to be so broad about that, but no. really, that's all I can say about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that what we've seen
1: in a lot of the comments from Izzo over this summer has him been trying to instill confidence in Foster Lawyer. And we've seen repeatedly that Foster's made big strides. He's looking good. He's been running the point guard. I mean, we've seen it pretty consistently. I don't know if it's coach speak and he's just trying to gain some momentum for his guy. Um, or is there a serious consideration that lawyer is going to play significant minutes? And I don't really know the answer to that. I think that what we've seen the first year, first two years, I should say from lawyer is some uncomfortability, particularly at the point of attack, I have said, and have beat the drum pretty consistently, that what would make sense for him is to get off the ball, put him on the two spot, run him off screens, almost like a Bryn Forbes situation where you're having him come off screens, running him in set actions, catching and shooting. I think that given that Forbes kind of had similar struggles with his, you know, strength and his body at playing in the Big Ten level after he transferred up, that it really would make sense to um, put Foster in a better situation, which I think that he can give you that shooting still, I I just don't think that he really looked comfortable at all the first two years, bringing the ball up, initiating the offense. I'm very skeptical that he's capable of doing it um, at this level. I think that he's still a usable weapon on this team. I would like to see him used, like I said, off the ball. So it remains to be seen. But I would be shocked. I really would be shocked if Rocket Watts wasn't the starting point guard. I don't know how you could possibly, you know, start Lawyer. Then you're, you know, then you're kind of sliding the two position and you have Langford in the wings and if he's really as healthy as you know what's kind of coming out of the camp then he's going to play some significant minutes I think Gabe Brown's going to take a huge step this year and if he's able to do so um, he's going to be there so you know I, I think Brown's going to play 25 minutes at the two you know Langford's going to play 15 minutes of that you know I think he's somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes depending on how healthy he is. Watts gotcha. gets slid over there, perhaps in some spots too. So maybe Brown plays, you know, 25 minutes, maybe it's split in some part at the small forward spot as well. Um, you know, Izzo's always said Brown is more of a two or a three than a two, but however you want to say the semantics, Brown will spend 25 minutes on the wing. Henry's obviously going to be in a large mix there. So then if you have the lawyer in that starting lineup and you move Watts to the two, you're really creating kind of a traffic jam at some of maybe your higher upside and that two spot. I I just don't really see how that can shake out, particularly given that the power forward spot is so solidified between Hauser and Hall. So for me, um, you know, I think that he's maybe just trying to give some confidence to lawyer. I do think we're going to see him um, as the backup point guard in the early part of the season, and we're just going to play it, you know, game to game and see kind of how he continues to adapt into that role.
0: That's fair. And that's kind of how I see it shaking out, too. So, hey, look, at it, it, it makes me feel good whenever I'm uh, aligned with someone as smart as you are. I'm, I'm on hoops. So that, thanks. Thanks for the uh, the morale boost right there, DK. I'll, I'll always appreciate it. And speaking of morale boost, I, I just got to know. And like, I, I know you're mostly a basketball guy, so I'll pose it this way. As we are waiting for basketball season, we usually have these Saturdays that have football and tailgating and everything. And we don't have that this year. And it sucks. And it's sad. DK, how on earth are we going to pass time every Saturday now this fall? What's what's your go-to method? I, I just I just need to know. How how to pass time until basketball season ticks away, man? So that's a great
1: question. According to Sir Yacht, I mean, we might end up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> still, we don't know yet,
0: right? <laughs> Sir Yacht plug. <laughs> <Chocolate> yeah,
1: <on. laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess do we just do like the cider mill a bit? I can't say I've I ever. Guess. I haven't done that in like ten years, but maybe that's the play now. We got to go. I mean, we're still going to get some yeah. football, right? It's just not going to be Big Ten, so
0: right. Maybe yeah.
1: we're not quite as invested, but we're still going to get some games. On. Did you watch any football yesterday?
0: No, I was away from the house all day yesterday, so didn't I didn't get to watch any, unfortunately. But I, I, I think it just would have made me sad. Like, I tried college game day in the morning for like two minutes, and even then I was like, no, like, this is breaking my heart right now. I can't do this. So I, I watched it. It's football. not going to be the same, yeah, that's, that's nice. for sure. It, 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 it's, it just sucks. It just sucks, whatever. I'm can, sure Sunday. Can I like, ask fine. you something? Is it yeah, a please. blessing
1: in disguise for the Spartans to perhaps have one more year before we see what Mel Tucker
0: puts on the field? It's the the best, the most diplomatic way to say this is that no, no team wants a, a canceled season. But of the Big Ten teams, MSU is probably the least uh, impacted, I think is the correct way to say it. They are benefiting perhaps the most from having a, a postponed season just to get their feet under them. Uh, I mean, I think you know, with the
1: way that he came in and with, you know, just generally, you know, the staff transition, the implementing a uh-huh. whole, you know, for the most part, a whole new coaching staff, a new strength and co- uh, conditioning program. Like, yep. He was behind the eight ball from the get go, the way that it all went down. So for me, yeah. you know, obviously I would much prefer to see football being played. But if this gives him another year to be able to work it out, like who was going to be the starting quarterback? It was probably going to be Rocky Lombardi, right? It
0: might have been me or you. I have no idea. <laughs> I, 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 see, I think it would have been Lombardi. Uh, I, I don't know how um, necessarily desirable it is. I don't is.
1: know. Um, I think yeah. it would have been a pretty rough season, and we we might, you know, if it doesn't end up happening, which seems, seems to prob- be probable, then I think that there will be a small yeah. silver lining in the fact that You know, he's going to be able to get his feet firmly in front of him. We're going to be able to figure out some of the positions, I'm hoping, particularly along the offensive line, which is where the woes have maybe been greatest for this program. I think with Cap, you're just going to see so much growth in that and giving him an extra, you know, an extra year to be able to really put his stamp on that. I'm
0: pretty excited about that. Look at you go, man. Spartanhoops.com. You got Spartanfootball.com probably dropping sometime soon after that. Look, look, look at you just breaking down the gridiron Spartans, man. Love it. <laughs> DK does not Not as all, good baby. as your partner will. We missed him on that. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Well, DK, this is awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, yeah, that, Just just me and you will hit up a cider mill this, this fall. How about that? How does that All sound? right. That's Let's just, we'll just leave just a the at home.
1: We'll have a couple of drinks. Who's driving, though? We flip a coin before we go in there
0: uh my wife is still pregnant so she, she'll be perfect pregnant. yeah Even yeah that, that, that won't be an I'm issue an <laughs> i'm sure she'll be thrilled about that as she's eight nine uh, nine months pregnant so yeah yeah she'll she'll be behind the wheel no 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 doubt at all all right man well hey thank you so much this is david klein he's on spartanhoops.com he is on twitter at wanderer spartan he just simply is the man david kent thank you enough for joining me i
1: appreciate it hey before i let you go i got one more yeah. question for you all right. i hey, am in the midst of making a top 10 uh, memories for cash, like we did with Xavier Tillman, I've been oh, kind of pointing away at it. Yeah. So we're hoping in the next week or so to be able to release that. And I've kind of been going down memory lane. I want you to give me a uh, top couple moments, but give me maybe like an obscure moment, right? Like maybe something I haven't thought of. Oh, I'm obs- going to definitely toss this up to newer. your Twitter group. But I'd like something that maybe, like, obviously we know some of the top moments, like the way that he played against Michigan, you know, the Duke game. Yeah, um, There's so many, so many good moments.
0: Ah, I don't know if this is obscure enough, but it actually comes back to you because you had a, <laughs> a video that was kind of viral on Twitter. It was just when him and Israel were going back and forth to the Penn State game because, like, you just saw the dog come out of him for that one, like when they were just button heads and yelling at each other. And it worked. <laughs> like it, it, it turned I out love that transform. one. That was
1: included. It's in the okay. mix.
0: Yeah, because gotcha. yeah, right when you started uh, saying, like, favorite Cassius moment, I think my all-time favorite Cassius moment is, and there's so many to pick from, but I think, like, his final minute in the Big Ten Championship game against Michigan, where he just kind of, like, took over, um, made the layup against Teske, like, that. that's going to be tough to beat. Or, of course, like, his moments during Duke, but, man, obscure. Ooh, I got to sit on that one for a while, but, yeah, I think it's the Penn State him and Izzo going back and forth. And I like there, that one, sure. too. That one yeah.
1: that one was a good one. I think I'm just going to put the video out there that I voiced over again and see, see Yeah, Yeah, dude, that, that, was, <laughs> that was a classic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, well, thank you again so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you for joining us, man. Much appreciated. All right, David Klein, SpartanHoops.com. And that was Locked on Spartans, everyone. Make sure to listen, subscribe. Uh, yeah, great review. I think I, I hit all the bases there. Usually that's Will's job. I don't know. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Go green.